So coming up on Mount Hermeneutics, cancel culture. What is it? What makes it distinct from, say, regular old accountability? And should Christians partake in this, uh, I don't know, attitude? We'll get into it, so keep it right here. Listening to Mount Hermeneutics, where three Marines give their perspective on God, faith, and spirituality with a heavy lean on the divine council worldview. This is not your grandma's Sunday school, nor is it always for the Christian faint of heart. Nothing about who we are or what we say make us experts, but you better believe we'll have a take, and perhaps it won't suck. Well, I'm a loud mouth. I'm out. I'm out in the town, you know, talking to Christians about Christian stuff, and people overhear it and they want to. They want to fight about it. <laughs> you have to call yeah. a really small hole in the box. That's what I hear for Britney Spears. So, I mean, yeah. ouch! Yikes! Poor, poor JT. <laughs> Good thing poor, he uh, poor, poor little fella. Matt, you ignorant slut. As as of the recording, we're a little bit uh we're a little bit late this week, but that's okay. Uh, so it's a Wednesday. It's a little little chaotic at the at the Bibbs house right now, but uh, I think we can get through this podcast. And and uh, my my day job is in the middle of a of a a marine exercise. So there's lots of stuff going on. I'll, I'll probably have work to do right after we after we wrap here. Oof. And uh, I got to get up at like four in the morning tomorrow. It'll be fun. It'll be it'll be great. <laughs> but look, I'm on the West Coast, so it's, it's not so late yet, so I uh, feel good. Uh, anybody watching right now, you can get at me at Instagram, Super Dre at Instagram. And uh, Brian, what's up, man? Hey, Dre. Yeah, I'm I'm cranky just here and get getting up at 4 a.m. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm triggered by that. Well, you know, I reach my old man life. I wake up at 4 a.m. for no reason. On, on Saturdays, I sleep until like 6.30. I don't morning. think it's, for, I think that's called incontinence, why you wake up early. Okay. Yeah, thanks. You taught me something. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian, how was the week that was? Uh, it's you know, pretty pretty chill. Nothing nothing exciting to report. Um, I feel like I should make stuff up because it's it's just not very entertaining for the for the listener when I don't have anything going on to report. It, it, it leaves you sh- shrouded in mystery. Yeah, I think, for like I think what, that like is the Yeah, I can. I, I had a lot of really exciting stuff go on, but it's just it's too cool to talk about. It's I understand. You don't want to show uh, off. I'm I'm a I'm I'm very mysterious. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Matt, it's up to you, man. So this weekend, <clears throat> um my son and I cut trees down. Um I well, no. So my birthday was Saturday. I went hunting again on Saturday, took my daughter hunting. And then on and then uh, on Saturday and then on Sunday, my son and I cut trees down. I, I'm giving like vibes of like super outdoorsmen, which is really funny because that's not the case. Um, <laughs> we live in the city. Just we have a tree in the front yard. It's an older, mature Bradford pear. It's a male tree, which means it doesn't drop fruit. Um, but we hate it, and it looks like crap. And we had a weird out of season freeze last year. And it fr- we had a we had an ice storm happen before the leaves came off of the trees, and a bunch of the trees got shredded from it. And ours was one of them, so like half of it was destroyed. So it looked janky. Um, so we cut that down, and then cut one down in my backyard. And that one was really just about not having leaves in my pool. 
so that was my weekend hunting and and cutting down trees so i'm like some kind of paul bunyan uh, mountain man thing going on uh, and then you know just work and uh this guitar up, up this one right here over my shoulder i i swapped out the uh, pickup in it so i did some electrical work i was soldering and cutting and grinding and doing all sorts of other stuff so I, you know i you, you, I, you just pick that up on the side like yeah <laughs> well so when i started playing guitar which i started about five years ago which is to say that i'm still terrible at it um i'm i'm kind of uh you know i'm, I'm into like fiddling with stuff right so like i'm taking lessons from this guy and he's, he's young and he doesn't ever work on his own guitar so he has to take him into like shops to have them worked on luthier, luthiers and whatnot and i'm looking at it and i'm like bro it's just like six wires and a chunk of wood like just get in there and do it yourself and he's like mm -mm. so i start buying parts and i'm swapping pickups and changing potentiometers and he's like you can do all that and i'm like it's just soldering little bitty wires like it ain't hard and if you screw it up you rip all the wires out and start over again like there's only so much that can go wrong i rebuild cars like that's a whole lot more dangerous and harder than this so so yeah i you know and it freaks carrie out because i'm in there with like a power drill and the guitar and she's like should you be <laughs> drilling on this and i'm like kind of have to have, have you played it since you did mm -hmm. that oh yeah no it works i i i played it for about 10 minutes because that was like mm -hmm. in the middle of the day but yeah I, I tested it made sure it all worked before i put it together because when you're wiring guitars the pickups are magnetic mm -hmm. so if you plug it in and just tap on it with a piece of metal it'll it'll make a loud popping noise so then you know it's mm -hmm. getting power and it's grounded so then you just put it all back together and then you string restring it and tune it and wrote a song about it want to hear it here it goes right so on, that's man. what i've been doing so yeah, I, I mean, I seriously thought you were about to start singing just now. No, that was that's kind of a joke. I know. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't little, understand little, that. Little I thought, like throw throwback to in living color. Uh, you remember the uh, the variety show from the nineties? Yeah, that was that was when Jim Carrey used to mm -hmm. be funny. Yep. Yeah, the the, the whole skit every that was his punchline. It's like I wrote a song about it. Want to hear it? Here it goes. And he wouldn't wait until they said no. And then he'd strum a song and he would say like a sentence. Oh, okay. He would sing song a sentence. It's coming back. I restrung my guitar this weekend. And then he'd start talking again. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my All story. Right. So what are we talking about, boys? I know I was going to bring something up, I guess. Um, so there was a situation that happened this weekend. Um, the Washington Commanders, for those that aren't keeping up with the NFL, that is the team that used to be called the Redskins. The National Football but League. But first of all, was renamed because of uh, racial sensitivity concerns, right? Ir Never mind the fact that the logo was drawn by tribe members and was like paid for and blessed by a local tribe of Native Americans. But, uh, you know, the Redskins name was considered to be derogatory. So Dan Snyder, the owner, pushed back for a long time. He finally gave in. They changed the name. They went for a year as the simply the Washington football team. Um, because they couldn't figure out a name and now they're the commanders. So anyway, they have a they player. They should have just changed the they... logo to a potato, <laughs> <laughs> which was my favorite when I'm mashing them up, the Redskins. That's, Redskin that's the potatoes. Ones. Yeah. Those, are, those, are, those are my jam. Right but you, I like them simply because I'm lazy and you can leave the skin on because it's tasty, right? You just mash the skin. and Hello. I'm white with you. Right I, with I, you. You're white with <laughs> me, yeah? Right with you. I wrote a song about it. When I hear it, here it goes. So... um. So there's a defensive player, Kendall Fuller. And I know nothing about Kendall Fuller. 
except I, I, I now like the guy. Uh, the NFL has been doing this thing where uh, players can wear uh, personally designed cleats. And the idea is that they can use these shoes as ways to show a little personality and talk about causes that are important to them. So, you know, everything from domestic violence, cancer awareness, all these different things these guys are wearing. So my Ken- cause, my cleats is was, was is that called. what it's called? Okay, yeah. there you go. So Kendall was wearing shoes that had the FCA logo. Um, so for those that don't know, that's the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, which is a school club um, at the high school level. And I don't know if it exists at the collegiate level. It might. I have no idea um, because I didn't play college sports. But it's a, you know, if everybody remembers back to when you were in high school and there were clubs, right? You had like Spanish club and Latin club and debate club and all of that. FCA was one of these clubs. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a Christian leadership for athletes as a way to kind of tie athleticism and Christianity and just, you know, the mentality of what's going on with the students and whatnot. And this this young man felt that was an important um, cause to represent. And he has been called out for wearing, quote, anti-LGBTQ <laughs> I know it. <laughs> cleats. Um, and it's a sports outlet to put this out to. It wasn't like, you know, yeah. whatever LGBTQ magazine that, you know, that you expect this type of stuff from. Yeah. So it's just like, this was just the most recent event that just, I was, I was aggravated when I saw it this morning. I think I sent it to Dre in Instagram and he was like, <laughs> Hey, let's put this in the show. <laughs> it, was, it was literally what happened with that. But it was just, you know, the most recent version of this. And and what what struck me as odd about it wasn't it wasn't that they even mentioned that it was religious. It was that they they chose to pick a small subsection of what it, you know, what constitutes that religion and to, to call it anti LGBTQ, whatever letters. Um, and it was just weird to me because of all the things they're pro. And for all the things they're anti, like that one little small smidgen garnered or, or was worthy of attention. And I, I, I just, I guess, I guess I'm to a place that I don't understand what is, is or isn't worth calling out because, I mean, your FCA is essentially Christianity as a, as a sports community, right? Christians are for a lot of things and they're against a lot of things. Right. It's it's also an anti-murder organization, if you want to think about it in those terms, right? It's an they anti- are not allies to serial killers. Okay? Absolutely, right? Like <laughs> so, of, of all of the things that you know, and, and so I, I, I kind of see this as an attack on Christianity, you know, and students, young, young Christians. Um, but it's just kind of a weird thing. Uh, and it goes back to I guess back to the Chick-fil-A um, you know. The, the canceling of Chick-fil-A or the, or, the, or the attempted canceling. Apparently chicken sandwiches are uncancelable. Um, you know, I, I think that's what we learned is you can cancel a lot of things, but you can't cancel chicken. You can't, it, it's really good well, chicken. That's, that's the Lord's chicken. Right. <laughs> yes. You can't He, he protects it chicken. so you can't cancel it. You know, I, I, it's also, it was oddly specific too. It's like uh, they, you know, they're anti-LGBTQ and they're also anti-allies of them and they're anti-gay marriage which means that none of the people in those categories can hold leadership positions in in the uh, in in the group. I thought that was a weird thing to call out. Like, so 
they we don't like this group because they're religious and they won't let uh, uh you know a, a subset of people be their leaders therefore they must be anti those things right they didn't say that those people can't be in the group or can't participate in the fsc right right or they, or, they yeah they can't be they can't jo- come to the meetings they can't right. they can't have some of the fellowship that's offered right it's just hey there's just some specific rules here that you can't do um I would suspect you probably couldn't hold office if you were a uh, teen, if you had teen pregnancy, right? If you were a, a pregnant, right. young, out of wedlock mother, you probably can't hold office. I, they didn't. They didn't seem to call that out. They're they're not anti-teen pregnancy, right? B- BYU gets teased often because of uh, their sex rules. Mm-hmm. So, you like, if you're contract. yeah, you if you if you have sex on campus, you know, or get caught doing that, then then you're not eligible to play. And there was one year, probably in the in the 2010s, maybe the maybe the 08 or something, where one of their star players happened to be a black dude, which not a lot of black dudes play at, U, at uh, BYU, but he he got caught doing doing the deed, and uh, he missed part of the tournament. Man, it's like at least they're consistent, and they you know they didn't like well he's a star player can't you know which if it was like the the SEC. You know that dude could probably get away with pretty much murder. Definitely not going to class or taking tests, <laughs> <laughs> right? Not being eligible to play. That's hmm. uh, is, is that is that I, I've been seeing a lot on the uh, on the like in some of the TikTok videos, whatever, where like the whole soaking is becoming like right. we've been brought up because of BYU, and then like I read the comments and they're like, it's not a real thing, and they're like, bruh. It's absolutely a thing. <laughs> so uh, you, tell me, tell me you haven't gone to BYU without telling me you haven't gone to BYU kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, they, hmm. they, uh, I mean, it's, it, it's kind of funny that the, the steps they'll go around to not have sex, but have sex. Right. You no, know, it's just kids doing, doing just, kids justifying stuff. and trying to, how much can we bend the rules without actually, yeah. Or, or you soak and then your buddy gets under the bed and bounces the mattress. They shake I, the bed. That was I, the for, thing I, I forgot what video. that's actually called. And uh, someone in the comments tell me what it is. <laughs> Are you saying soak? Soak. S O A K. Soaking. Yeah. Well, do, but I, do, I, do I dare ask what that is? You just. You just. I. I. It's I don't in, but I you're don't not. It's 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 a it's an approximation of intercourse, Brian. Right. That doesn't. Uh, that does not compute. You, you should that maybe Google, you should maybe Google it. It's probably not. I don't know. I don't feel like. Is that gonna? Yeah, this is, it's this okay. Not a very kid friendly episode. I, already. I probably. I probably shouldn't have asked. <laughs> but uh, I I never heard of that. And it also seems impossible. <clears throat> yeah, but, I mean, it just seems the, like if the, if you're if of the you're experience doing that, that I have in my life, um, soaking doesn't seem like it can be done. And it seems like you're maybe I have no discipline. Maybe that's what that means. Like, who is that for? Like, what what is the like? I, I don't understand how that satisfies the condition of it's it's no different than saying, you know, uh, oral sex isn't sex, right? right? We had a president that tried to make that d- differentiation, right? Yeah, it's the same thing. It's like or hey, other, yeah, uh, but it, but other pieces like, of sodomy isn't. But is it is the institution going to care that you? Like you didn't, uh, yeah. Apparently, that's that's. I mean, I don't. I can't speak for the like the, if you're if the BYU if you're, administration, if you're, but that seems to be the case. 
if you're doing that, you're already like risking getting caught. It's not like, you know, they're going to, they're going to check or yeah. I, I don't know. I, yeah, anyway, you, I, just, I mean, I, basically you get called into the Dean's office and they're like, we heard you were having premarital sex. No, 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 no. no. I was just soaking. And they're like, Oh, all I, right. I swear about I, I just soaked. That's all. Was there bed shaking? I can't confirm or deny, but I only soaked. It's yeah. like that old, that old key and peel when he used to thrust, and if you thrust too many times, you get a you get a technical foul or you get you get like a penalty. <laughs> and the referees like with the whistle like down at his cross, like <laughs> counting back back seconds. And then he's and he's just like ever so slightly. Like, ah. Yeah, he thrusted. I saw the thrust. I realize yeah. this is my fault, but it, it is. It, this it seems like we're off track a little bit. Oh, get over it. it. What are we talking about? We were talking really? about we were talking about culture and uh, I guess cancel culture to a certain degree, but you know um, what it means for society so, and like, what what, it, what, what is what, cancel culture though? Before I mean people and by the, the way to defend these things. Yeah, go ahead. I'm thinking of the people you've told me about who say that they they listen to this podcast for their for their church. Like, so I'm just you know I don't I don't want to be the prude in the group but anyway that's that's why i i try to divert it back to the they talk about my mom she doesn't care what we talk about I'm like what? all right my mom by the way she uh <laughs> she sent me a text saying uh hi guys from our last episode when i mentioned her oh yeah like, oh tell the boys i said hello <laughs> Miss, mrs linda bibbs hello how are you yeah she hi dre's mom she gets kicked and she puts me on the big screen tv so she watches this is a this is a tv show this is this is hours of entertainment. We are we are in her living room right now. For Mrs. For Mrs. Bibbs. She's I like it. I don't like the idea of my giant head on somebody's hey. somebody's wall. Maybe, maybe you ought to, you know, fix that. I don't know. Shrink your head, like go see a head shrinker. Go to a voodoo, go to Louisiana or something, figure that out. Um, it's not it's not worth it. Okay, very anyway, well. It's not that big of a deal. It's just I'm th- I'm just uh, I'm I'm empathizing with them. So a, a lot of people in our culture that that defend uh, cancel culture, what they said it's it's not a real thing, and that uh, and that they're that it's just basically hey people are choosing with their dollars or choosing with who they want to see on social media, um, and that they you know they're just holding people accountable for things that you know society doesn't like. So is there yeah. a distinction be- between accountability and cancel culture scare quotes? I, I I don't know because accountability implies personal accountability, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like the, the the challenge or the kind of the inverse problem with cancel culture is there's no accountability to they, right? To the group, to the group think. So it seems as if a chunk of people don't know what that majority minority number is can decide they're going to cancel x not twitter but x y or z um or maybe they want to cancel i mean i mean x yeah. is in that category i, mean, I guess i guess x is recently. trying to be canceled maybe that was an appropriate Freudian slip um but it there doesn't seem to be any account accountability on the part of those canceling so i think it's hard to answer that question just you know just yes or no I think at some level, um, there it, I'm sure the intent is about bringing social accountability, but I guess the, there's a follow-on question, and maybe we should we could address that question: is is it even appropriate, or is it 
mob mentality or is it something else? And I well, asked that question. Let me just let me just give a little bit of background. I've personally decided to not spend money with certain companies. Um, and this goes back well before cancel culture. I'm going back to the the 2000s. Um, I, I personally won't buy Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Um, and that goes back to, I want to say like 06, 07. Um, and I don't have to get into why. If anybody doesn't know, you can probably Google it. It wouldn't be that hard to figure out. Um, so that's been one thing in, in the Morehouse. Uh, it's on the refrigerator. You know, no Ben and Jerry's in my freezer. Um, <laughs> funny side story, Carrie one time bought some just recently. And I don't remember the, I can't remember the circumstances, but I opened my freezer to find a box of Ben and Jerry's in there. And uh, I took a picture and I sent it to Alyssa, my daughter. <laughs> and I said, your mom has been unfaithful. And I'm not happy about this. Well, she was working at a hospital and she didn't get the the picture because she was using <laughs> her, her Apple watch. So she only got the words. And she like about an hour later, she's like, I almost had a heart attack at work. I thought you guys were getting a divorce. I was like, to be honest, it's not far from the truth. <laughs> hey, hey, but are just, yeah, I mean, it. And I, yeah, and what I, I and by, by the way, the picture of the Ben and Jerry's was as it was in the trash can. As I threw it away, <laughs> I took the picture. Right. Um, anyway, Brian, I'm sorry. I, I cut you off. You started to ask. Uh, oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I don't, I won't shop at Target now. Um, yeah. Or, uh, and, I, and I canceled my Disney Plus subscription because they, they hate me. Yeah. And they don't want my money. And, uh, and I, I uh, you guys know this about me. I love comic books. Um, grew up on them. Never outgrew them. Uh, won't read them now. Won't buy them. They're all they're all just woke garbage. They're it's just it's just uh, cancel culture is huge in in corporate comics. But um, but yeah, to your uh, to your question, um, is it appropriate or is it is it accountability or is it uh, cancel culture it's i i think we all kind of the reason we hate it so much is that we we all recognize there's a there's a sort of insincerity to it it's that they're trying to social engine socially engineer uh their own standards into society um and it's uh they're they're trying to move the overton window to farther left to favor their their interests on and it it occurs to me that this this kind of this follows directly on our conversation last week about morality, whether mm -hmm. it's subjective or or objective, and it, and it's it's interesting to me that um, th there's a sort of th their tactic involved is to is to hold this out as if it um, you know that that sports ball player ought to know better than to than to support fellowship of christian athletes because they're homophobes they're mm -hmm. they're anti-lgbt they're bad everyone should know that and that's why we're shaming him they know full well that that's their that that isn't the universal standard the there there are still christians the majority of of christians are will at least pay lip service to the to the bible's teachings about homosexuality 
they they know this, but they just want it to be different. So they're it's kind of a cynical ploy. Tactically, they're acting as if there's there's an objective standard that everyone ought to know and and is and is bound to obey, but there's a there's there's a sinister motive there that uh, by which they think they can change it. They can they can impose that change on collective morality by shaming people for not uh, for not falling in line, and that's why they that's why they have to strain so hard. They have to they have to find a logo on a guy's cleats to to find a reason to complain about their how they're being oppressed because they can't they can't find actual oppression and hate crimes against LGBTQ people to to call attention to. So they have to contrive them to to invent uh, controversies like this. But um, yeah. So there's the demand for oppression outweighs the supply. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I, I think that's I think that's definitely true. What is that? What What do we think drives that though? Is that like a deeper core issue that there's so much reward in being offended or outraged or oppressed? Well, it's it's kind of it's it's the new religion, it, and it's and the the icons of of the of the leftist religion are so people like Martin Luther King Jr. Um, who, who probably wouldn't approve of that, but every, you know, everyone wants to see themselves as a civil rights activist. Um, that's, that's kind of the model for their, that that's, that's sainthood within their religion. And so, yeah, we saw it a lot during COVID, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, you know, they have to, they need a crusade to give their lives meaning. And yeah. uh, I, I saw a comment, I think it was Tim Kennedy during COVID and he was, he was referencing or, or kind of pointing at the, uh, the mask mafia. Right. So there was people that were like crazy about masks being worn and they would scream at people in public. And, you know, there's yeah. countless videos on the internet of people getting into yelling matches and fights, right. Over being masked or not being masked. And, um, he pointed out that it was kind of interesting that he his his theory was or his his posit was that people have found a way to look like to think they're heroes without having to do anything dangerous or painful or hard right yeah so so basically he said that's what his theory is on all of these social justice warriors is that you know look at me how brave i am I'm an ally of the minority and I'm going to make a big deal about it on the internet and cancel people. And then they pat themselves on the back and go to, they go home and go to bed feeling like they've, you know, changed the world. I think to your point, Brian, you know, they, they see themselves as a modern day Martin Luther King, even though the things that MLK did relative to what these people are doing is laughable in comparison. Right. Um, You know, he put his life at risk for the entirety of his life and then was killed. And then was killed. <laughs> right? right? Right. Like right. it wasn't like he got away scot free and it but it wasn't like he didn't know he was at risk the whole time he was doing what he did. Um and you know we have countless others not just him but you know uh throughout history of people that put themselves at risk, right? Who was the guy that translated the Bible into English for the first time? Uh are you thinking of John Wycliffe? Yes. Or uh um, I th- I well, think I always confuse him with Tyndale. 
I think it was, um, I think it was Wycliffe. Well, Is it Wycliffe? Wycliffe? I think it was him. Well, whichever one of the ones it was, one of the two was the first one that had the, the, the testicular fortitude to translate the Bible into English against the will of the church. And he was summer, some, summer, he was burned at the stake. He was, Summer he was summarily. That's what I was looking for. Thanks. Yeah. He was, he was executed by the church for it. Right. So there's real, uh, so the so cancer culture in the church has been around for a little while. Oh, longer than that, right? I mean, right. Yeah. So, I mean, wasn't wasn't the first cancel culture of the church the Nicaea, right? And I'm not um, saying it wasn't appropriate, by the way, but I mean, they had to cancel people. They were like, "Hey, I, this to, guy to, is a heretic, and you don't follow what he says." To to be accurate, I would say the Romans were the okay the, the cancel culture, um, but. Um, but but the point is is it's it, yeah. it's been around for a very long time. It's not something new. I think social media is giving it, given it the ability for people to do it from the from the safety of their own living room. And I think you that know, was, there is, that was there there is a weird uh, self serving aspect of it when you're when you're you know signaling that you're you're, you're virtuous and that you know don't come cancel me or like uh. In the recent Matt Rife cancellation, where mm -hmm. he talks, he has yep. a joke about domestic violence. Mm -hmm. So if you if you look in, like the comment section, a lot of the people that were angry, even though, you know his uh, his following was was basically built on women on TikTok, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so he's a good looking dude. He has all this this crowd interaction, and 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 people dig it, and women love it. I mean, I took my wife, not not because I wanted to just go check out Matt Rife. I took my wife. And when you go, everyone's couples, like everyone at the place is couples. But the people that were saying stuff to him online were men, mm -hmm. right? They were all like, hey, I would never do that. I have a sister and a mother and a wife. They're, 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 they're white knights. That's, that's right. That's the term. In, uh, in his interview with Jordan Peterson. That was so good. <laughs> when Peterson talks about the orangutans. The, the, the monkeys, the, the gorillas. Yeah, the orangutans. Orangutans, so orangutans, so yeah. when you're when you're an alpha orangutan you're you become huge you just grow and you can't swing in trees anymore and you have this big fat posit on your and and all the right. women come come to you what was his name right? king king george the king king louis king louis, king louis, king louis. Yeah. yeah i want to be like you man come <laughs> and and the live action versions super creepy because it's christopher walken singing it yeah it, it, you should check it out if you haven't just watch that scene. Just Christopher for that, walking, right? Seeing, I want to, I want to be like you. Ooh, ooh. What, what, what scene? What scene is that? We're talking like, about the Jungle Book. Oh, okay. And, and King Louis wants uh, Mowgli to give him the uh, the secrets of fire so that he can be like man. He wants. To you, be you remember the Jungle Book? You didn't. He wants to be I a man, man cub. I want to be like you. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, I haven't seen it. Yeah. So. But all the all the younger, not as big, not as alpha orangutans, <laughs> still swinging the trees, mm -hmm. right? So they're trying to get in with get in where they fit in because the women all go to him. Right. But that's where all the rape culture happens in the orangutan world. So they're they're raping the females in in the trees. So there's a lot of men out there that will get online or or get on Tinder and act like they're allies to whatever feminist movement that you're doing and all that's doing is to lure you to their bedroom you think the sexual revolution of women talking about yeah i can i can do it just like men like you think men are angry at that right 
you, yeah. they don't they don't have to do all the things that it takes you know traditionally for for men to get in there like that and uh and yeah, then they that- get to tell you to go home and get an uber right because the woman's so pleased to do it like i conquered him i'm out and they're like oh no i didn't want to play playstation by myself after you left Ooh. yeah <laughs> no it's, it's i'm so it was, feminist it was a it was a tremendous uh interview between the two of them uh just a, actually a great conversation uh and and throughout the whole thing peterson was really commending matt on you know refusing to to apologize and even more importantly for doubling down with a joke on top yeah. of the joke um and you know he he talked about how the crazy thing is when you do get into cancel culture and then you make an apology then you get canceled for the apology and we saw that happen with Bud Light, right? So Bud Light did the thing with the uh, the trans media person, and then they got canceled by the consumers. And then they stepped away um, immediately. They pivoted off of that and said, we were never affiliated with Dylan Mulvaney, et cetera, et cetera. So then the LGBTQ community was pissed. Oh, so you just drop us at the drop of a hat whenever your sales drop a little bit. You're not really an ally. You're just here for the money. And so they got canceled by the by the gay community and got taken out of a bunch of gay nightclubs in Chicago specifically. And it's like, uh, you can't win, right? Um, and that's part of the problem. Uh, going back to, you know, morality and, and, you know, standing on something. I think that's where so many people don't really know what they believe in. They just are kind of bouncing through the world trying to not offend people and and yeah and i i've been i've been thinking about that a lot like we we speak a lot in terms of uh, ideology um like the, how how our our cultural balkan balkanization is is ideologically driven um what, balk balkanization balkanization like we're, we're fracturing um oh like like the balkans and yeah fssr okay right yeah it's it's called balkanization when like a formerly united society kind of turns on itself and breaks into a bunch of little in factions that are this degenerates into infighting but yeah that we, we talk about English it with brian urban sorry I, i'll try to no i love that. it i yeah. we, you learn something when you're here okay so stay well, tuned thanks Trey. yeah i feel i feel better about my my overwrought vocabulary. Um, but um, yeah, uh, where was I? Ideology. Yeah, we, we we talk about it as if it's ideologically driven. It's really not. Um, in ideology, it would like a strictly speaking, it's a it, it's a system of ideas and beliefs um, predicated on first principles and reasoned out and you you kind of build a, a worldview out of that it's it's a it's a it's a, a a self-consistent philosophy that is supposedly maps to the maps to reality in some way that can be articulated and reasoned and argued um most people don't uh I, i'm sure i've said this on here before but like humans aren't actually rational we uh we we don't come by our beliefs by rational processes We're we're conditioned into them and then we use rationalization as a post hoc justification for attitudes that we've arrived at so we don't really have ideologies we have conditioned attitudes and then the, the ideology is the license for it like you 
you know, we speak of feminism, as, for example, as a as an ideology, um, and you know, trans ideology and LGBTQ ideology, but they're really just a, a collection of attitudes that people that people have conditioned into them. Um, but they don't they they don't and they haven't reasoned in doubt, and that's why they get mad when you challenge them on it. They they have it modeled for them that standing up for these things is what constitutes virtue and heroism, and that's and that's that. So that's what they do to feel good about themselves. To you know, we're all everybody's moral compass is driven by the need for positive self regard. Um, we see we see these things modeled for us in TV shows and movies and and other media. Um, that's how we get our values, and then we kind of claim the ideology after the fact and i don't i don't mean that just about leftists i think christians do that too at least as much as uh as anybody else i mean i've you know a, a thousand times i must have asked christians before i was one you know when they'd invite me to church i'd ask well you know why do you why do you guys believe this stuff what what's the you know what what uh why should i believe this and you know be part of your church and they they typically just kind of clutch their pearls and be and take offense that I asked. And typically, the response it's so self evident, Brian. Yeah. Well, what <laughs> you you don't believe this? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know what I believe. Um, you know, to make the case for it. And but it's just it's it's virtuous in and of itself to believe these things. And so that at least that's what's modeled for them. And so that's what they believe. But we've had a new religion kind of foisted upon us in the the past 30 40 years and it's uh it's not something anybody's reasoned out um well some people have um but most people it's just a conditioned attitude and yeah. that's, I, that's what i i would say with with the exception of people like monks and you know nuns in a nunnery and those kinds of people probably most people i think fall into exactly what you said right um who I don't remember who the philosopher was. It was Aristotle or Socrates or Plato, one of those three. I always kind of conflate the stories of those three because they were kind of, you know, one after another and with each other. Right. But there's the story of the guy and he says, I want to know what it's like to, um, I, I want to be a philosopher. And I think that I, I, I'm, I'm going to butcher the story. And the philosopher takes him out into the ocean and holds him underwater for 30 seconds. Then he pulls him up. And he's like, what do you want? And he's like, I want air. And he goes, when you want you when you want knowledge as badly as you want air, that's when you become a philosopher. Something to that effect, right? That's mm -hmm. how the story goes. But you know, most people, that's not their, mm -hmm. that's not what they think about when they wake up. They don't think about that when they go to bed. And it, for the few people that are that do think about something that often they're highly driven, right? Probably, you know, some of the great inventors, some of the great businessmen, that's probably how they operate, although they're operating on you know, they're being driven by different values <laughs> than those that we would consider to be virtuous. Um, what, what, why would you say that? Well, I'm just saying, I, 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 I highly doubt <clears throat> that the average person is guided by uh, a key set of principles. That is what guides their, their every single decision. Right. Um, I was at, I was asking about like why the uh, why the others are different 
like well why why they like why their value system would be something that we wouldn't consider oh well because because i'm 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 guessing that somebody like a um a rockefeller or a you know one of these massively successful businessmen that talk about how they you know they wake up in the morning that's all they think about you know we would associate that that level of success to be you know driven largely by some some version of greed rather than mm. rather than trying to make the world better or help people right like i think if you hold up a mother yeah. teresa type person or a you know some other you know sainted type christian individual and then look for a you know a gordon gecko type individual there's probably more of the gordon geckos um, well, people that are trying yeah. to make the world a better place, and that's what guides their every single thought. I kind of think the Rockefellers of the world are. I, I think that I think they probably do make the world a better place than the Mother Teresas, to be honest with you. I, I think they probably do, but that's a fortunate byproduct of their success. I don't think that's what they're thinking about when they get. Was up. that Elon Musk's uh, point when he was when he when he gave the uh, you know go fuck yourself uh tirade well, because because people stopped at that part of the clip and didn't didn't listen to what else he said in the interview well musk is really consistent right so my favorite story about elon musk up until the recent um right hey hey bob up until that my favorite story <laughs> of elon musk was actually he was asked by a uh, college um, journalist who his favorite inventor was and everybody assumed that his answer would be Nikolai Tesla, right? He named the company after Nikolai Tesla and Tesla's, you know, often re regarded mm -hmm. as this, you know, uber genius and, and whatnot. And he said, no, um, you know, that guy that everybody hates that, in, that quote unquote invented the light bulb, Thomas Edison, that's my guy. <laughs> and, and they came back and they were just, you know, what, you know, and he was getting canceled back then over this before he was, you know, the, the canceled guy, this is when he was still the, you know, the, the darling of the left and, and the, the academics. And he said, look, here's why. And again, I'm, 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 these are broad strokes. I could try to find the article and, and link it so you guys can read the actual interview. But essentially what he said was, if Edison had not quote unquote stolen Tesla's tech, we might still not have light bulbs. While Nikolai might have been smarter in the straight line intelligence point of view, he wasn't doing anything to bring his inventions to the market, therefore bringing them to the people of the world. Yeah. Is that an argument for Bill Gates? Well, that's and that's that's why I think I think what Brian said is true, but I think it's indirect. I don't think for one second that Thomas Edison said, man. If Nikolai Tesla dies, we're going to lose all of his genius. I better go steal his tech and get really rich so that people have light bulbs. Like, I just don't think that's the way the, the thought process works. So that's my yeah, point. I, yeah, I just, I take issue with the, uh, like the Gordon Gecko um, stereotype of greed is good. Successful and... people. Yeah. Like yeah. Gordon Gecko is a fictional character and they, and it was, he was, he was written basically to vilify people who are. Who, obviously who, who make the world go around and yep. give us all jobs and uh and well we've uh, talked about we've talked about life, we but... talked about Ayn rand on previous episodes yeah. right like it's the same thing people people use atlas shrugged as both who not to be and who to be 
right? It depends on who you're talking to. And, and yes. that was, to me, that was evident in the book itself, right? The whole point of the story was these titans of industry are vilified by the have-nots, but they don't understand that they would have nothing if it wasn't for these individuals that made yeah. it their life's goal to, you know, to leave their mark on the world. So, yeah, it's, I think it's, I think that's why personally I've never, I've never been an, I've never been an Occupy Wall Street guy. I've never been an anti-rich guy, right? Like, I, I think that we need those people in the world. We need those things. We need what they do. We need the derivatives of that drive because that yeah. is what makes specifically Western culture work. Yeah, and, and they speaking... actually tell you what you want, right? Like nobody wanted an iPhone <clears throat> because what, why? Why would I need an iPhone? I have a computer and I have a telephone. Right. Like, why would I need both at the same time? Until you get it, right? You never know what you want until until Absolutely. it's given to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there's another side. I mean, it might be a different conversation about how technology kind of cripples us and diminishes us but um but uh i don't want to go i don't want to get too off track but i think nikola tesla is way overrated i don't think he was actually that smart um that's a hot, that's a hot take that's a pretty hot take he's from the future <laughs> oh that's that's what <laughs> he was now invent, the take now you got me he didn't he, invent any of that he, he was just, he was a dumb alcoholic from the future that just happened to bring a bunch of his tech with us he's with him. he's yeah. idiocracy yeah he's <laughs> He's like just an average dude that just is new stuff. He's Homer yeah, he Simpson was, from 30 he was, 30. Just, he was just trying to get home. That's all he was trying to do. Um, but you know, it's uh, interesting that, that we he, have these people that we talk about that are obsessed, <clears throat> but their through line, even though they're obsessed about different things, is the obsession, right? Like you, we, we talked about these people that, that just they're driven. You got a guy like Kobe Bryant, like, so what? It's basketball. Like, what? But but his yeah. work ethic and how that translates to other facets of life. In fact, some of his best interviews are interviews not talking about basketball, it's talking yeah. about things that he wants to get accomplished, or or how he talks about it's not it's not the product that that is produced, but it's the journey that that uh, that drives me. It's the waking up and doing the thing, and I know that I've done more than anybody else out there on the floor. But and you got uh, what was another example I was thinking of. Oh, like General Mattis. I happen to know that guy doesn't sleep ever because right. I was, I was, you know, I was in Iraq with him and, you know, I'd, I'd be up at zero two. So would he, you know, zero six. So would he, you know, 2300. So would he, I'm like, bro, do you sleep? And they did, say so, he doesn't. And he, so he did just you, reads. Did you interact with him much? Uh, not much, but enough. You know, I got to, mm. you know, I've, uh, did you get to touch the same the place? Did you get to touch uh, the hem of his garment? Uh, he's he struck me actually before he punched me in my shoulder. Nice. He did it because I was smiling. How are you? How are you alive? Right. Uh, he must. He had to let up. Right. That's he probably. Just... That's probably why you had your stroke years later. It might. Yeah. <laughs> he, he tried he, to kill he me. He hit actually. you. He hit you with dim mock, and then it. So, yeah. it just took so time. he uh, mock. <laughs> he asked me. He said. He said, "Marine, why are you smiling?" And I couldn't think of a good answer other than like, just I'm having, I just love I'm having a good time in this combat zone. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but my shift was almost over. And I, I was like, you know what? Because, you know, my shift's almost over. And I worked I worked from uh, midnight to noon. So this is about, you know, 11 o'clock in the afternoon, walking walking around in, in general mass. Like, why are you smiling? My answer, my shift's almost over. He's like, not for you. It's not. Who's in charge? I'm going to go let them know that you're, you're working a double. 
and you're gonna and I'm gonna be there with you. So we're gonna do it. You understand? And I was like, Did you no. smile the whole time then? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, uh, like remember the Titans? It's not fun anymore, is it? Is it fun? No. <laughs> Football's yeah. not fun. <laughs> so, and he punched me like, "Why are you smiling?" Bah! I was like, "Oh, I'm a little man." Because he's like, if you weren't, I would. Right. Yeah. He, I mean, he's as tall as his phone, <laughs> and uh, but it's weird because his presence is as big as my house, right? So right. it's a yeah. it's a it's a weird thing, Mr. General Masso. I mean, I know he's listening. So, uh, of course, uh, Mad Dog is is listening what, to our what podcast. Up, what up, Chaos? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. but. Uh, I want to circle back to the, your, your comments about greed, though, because I think it, sure. it plays into the, the the cancel culture thing. Like we, uh, you know, there's there's so much discussion on the left about uh, you know we have to that about greed being bad. We need we need policies against greed. Um, it occurs to me that so much of their their activism is concerned with policing the private internal attitudes of other people. Like they don't like they can't say anything that's actually wrong. And I'm not I'm not defending greed as a as a as a vice or as a, as a character quality, but the fact that they hone in on that um, as a justification for wealth redistribution, um, like they're They've taken it upon themselves to 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 to, to presume authority over other people's internal disposition. Like, why is it a problem for you if somebody else is greedy? Or even like, why like when we talk about racism, um, you ask them to define. You know, racism is a problem. Okay, well, how, point. Show me the problem. Um, show me. Show me how this is playing out. Um, Oh well, it's it's implicit bias, so it's just it's the private internal attitudes of other people that you're talking about, but you can't point to anything they actually did in the world to show you what to that was actually racially motivated. You're just assuming that's there, and you're you're deciding to make that your cause. There it is. Um, yeah. So you talked about um, the difference between cancel culture and accountability. Um, If you know, of course, the pro cancel culture people will say, "Well, this it's not cancel culture; it's it's accountability." That that's or that's merely accountability, right? Right. I I guess that raises the question: Well, to whom are we accountable? Why why am I accountable to you? And what is it? What is it you're holding me accountable to? Um, that's a question that needs to be answered. I mean, is it just? Things that are acceptable in society is it just it's just a social construct of evolution um and d- does that just answer it is that is that is that really binding though? I, i'm i well i mean i i i'm thinking this that's the answer but um is it is it adequate but, um, if, but hang on though if that is the answer shouldn't there be a majority <clears throat> vote on it or something like shouldn't there be some kind of a town hall or a, an agreement because i certainly didn't agree to allow people to cancel based on x y or z right well instead of and, just loud people on twitter that mm-hmm. like that force large corporations to bow to them as well right right yeah and i i think that's i think that's inflated i don't i don't i think people overestimate how much of society actually believes these things because of a a, a loud minority of people on twitter 
Um, I think the Bud Light thing showed that, well, that they don't, they don't own the culture, but to the, to the accountability question about, you know, to whom or what are we accountable? Um, it, it's, I can't help but observe that, okay, if, if you're quote unquote homophobic today, the boo, you get canceled, you're, you're, you have to apologize and, and convince people you're not a homophobe and do your mea culpas and, and participate in your pride events so you can show how not a homophobe you are. 50 years ago, um, you get canceled if you're gay. Um, it wasn't acceptable. You had to, they had to meet in secret. They were in the closet as, as they say. Mm -hmm. um, so if morality, if these standards are just set by society collectively, um, um, so that you're a bad person, if you're a quote unquote homophobe today, does does it follow that if you were gay 50 years ago, you were a, a bad person? Because um, society said that was wrong back then. Um, we never really like had a, a discussion since then. Like we have a lot of, we have a lot of claims that people make about the nature of homosexuality um, and where quote unquote homophobia came from, but none of those things are actually true or hold up scrutiny. But, but again, we didn't, we didn't, we never thought it through as a society. We were just conditioned into a different set of attitudes right. about homosexuality. Right. right. Um, so if, is it, I mean, our, our moral convictions related to homosexuality at, at, the, at least today, it's, it's no more meaningful than the drool of pavlov's dogs it's not there, there's no substance to it it's just it's a conditioned response but so but it, it, so really what you're getting at is is the 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 linkage between the overton window and subjective morality is is what like that's that's what we're talking about right it's that whatever society says is okay is suddenly morally correct I th that's that's the basic assumption, but it's a very yeah. superficial and shallow view of morality because it doesn't work. Because by that standard, well, if you were pro homosexual fifty years ago, well, you were the bad person, right? But so so, but, link but it why to, link, can't it shift? So link it to racism. Well, right, like if you were racist in the seventeen in the late seventeen hundreds, early eighteen hundreds, you were a good person. Um, and, and then now, now we're saying that you never actually were, right? Okay. And is that right. even true? Like that's this is. I mean, this is where that whole the whole you know moral relativism comes into play. So, like you know, sexism was kind of sort of accepted and kind of expected to be a good thing. There's a great video of, um, uh, uh, shoot, I went blank on him. James Bond, uh, the Scottish guy, um, uh, John, uh, John Connery. Connery, John Connery being interviewed by Barbara Walters talking about, you know, sometimes of you just course have to, I hit a woman. You have to slap a woman around whenever smack. she, you know, and when and, she, I don't hit women all the time, only when she deserves it. And never with a closed <laughs> fist, only with an open I hand. Right? Smack your mother truck back. And, 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 and at the end of that interview, Barbara Walters is like, well, when this thing gets aired, you know, you're going to get some male. He goes, I'll probably get some female. Right. Like, like he, I mean, he was uncancelable in that moment, yeah. right? Like he just didn't care. He was like, lady, trust me, 
I'll be fine after this interview. I'm, you know who I am. Um, but you know, the average person would be horrified upon hearing that interview. And they would say, you know, I mean, the, the, the rule of thumb, right? Like we have that, that saying for those that don't know the rule of thumb was you could beat your wife with a stick, no thicker than the thickness of your thumb. That's what the rule of thumb means. Look it up. If you don't believe, if you've never heard that before. So like, whipping your wife was acceptable enough at a point in time that they had rules about it. They had laws for when you could and couldn't and how you could do it. You could like, I think in some States you had to take her to the, the, the steps of the courthouse to whip her, but then you could beat your wife as long as it was in public okay. view. So you're, you're saying that uh, you're pointing out how the, the morality around that has changed or our perception of the yeah, morality has yeah, changed. Yeah. Yeah. So- and, and- and and it, and it just it it really kind of it, to me it clouds the conversation of of the concept of of objective morality right because at the at the end of the day there has to be the there has to be a standard right that everybody's leaning to and looking towards and okay and in a previous in a previous podcast we we debated whether or not that was God or you know the Bible God's word. Um, if that was really the well, ultimate ha- giver of, no, of morality, that, right? That was not the debate. The The debate was not whether the Bible is the ultimate source of morality. The debate was whether God is the ultimate source of morality. Uh, that's why I clarified as I said it. I said the okay. Bible, and then I said, because it's the <clears throat> word of God. I, I'm trying to, I was trying to loosely link those two together. I wasn't trying to cause a, I wasn't trying to split hairs on that. But the... So the question is, I guess, I don't know about saying the question is, but I guess it poses a question of, is the morality of a group only relative to the belief system of that group? And is there anything that just, that just is? And I think in that last conversation, we kind of did a, a, a loop around with the concept of, of mathematics and the science of math versus the language of math, and that that can be a social construct. But the, the, the reality of two plus two equaling four doesn't care about what we think about two plus two equaling, it will still equal four. And, right. and do do we have the, I don't want to say the right, for lack of a better term, to deem those people immoral? because we see them through a different lens today. Um, I mean, it, well, it depends on, I think yes and no. I mean, I think it's- uh, An immoral act or an immoral person? Well- And, I, and I are they I, distinct? I don't, I don't know what that means. I don't even know what that means in a practical sense. Um, I mean, I can look at Thomas Jefferson and say, and evaluate his his behavior and decide i don't want to act like that um not only because i it's illegal to own people but if i did own if i did own people hypothetically hopefully i wouldn't rape them and father children on them and then abandon them um but um but i I like that you said hopefully um which part what did, what did i qualify that with i don't remember saying you said hopefully know. hopefully i wouldn't rape them and father children and then abandon them well uh <laughs> I, i'm kidding that was just a funny I, I, but well but phrasing but but i i that does raise the, the interesting point is that it's i'm i i'm not in that position i i will in my entire life i have never 
known what it's like to be tempted to like I've never been in a position of temptation where I owned people, where I could impose my will on right. them without so, resistance, and they would have no nothing that they could do about it. And so, if I if there's a attractive slave in my household and I would like to have sex with her, um, what's to stop me? I would right. hope that my own moral character would stop me. I have no i I, I think I, that would I, be extremely. It's it's impossible Naive to know 100 percent because yeah. you, we can't put ourselves in that like, position. Like all right. the badasses that uh, think they'll do this and that when the bullets start flying, then mm -hmm. you know some which, of them which you're goes surprised back. at the people who duck, yeah. and you're surprised at the people that charge the hill, right? Mm -hmm. Which kind of circles back to the the homosexuality thing and and how our views on that have changed. We we look to society as the. Uh, you know, whatever it's whatever society collectively deems acceptable, that's our standard of morality. If that's what you think, and if that's your reason for being pro LGBTQ, and and you haven't thought it through, and you can't give rational, correct reasons for why reality is a certain way, and and base that attitude that you have on, you know, on reality where you can show your work. If you had lived in 1930s and 40s Germany, you probably would have been a Nazi. You would have been as anti-Jewish as anybody else because you are the product of conditioning. And that's as deep as it goes for you. Um, and so if morality means anything at all, it has to be it has to be more than just whatever society deems acceptable at the time. Um or it's just it evaporates. You're you're not talking about anything of substance, and so all of our moral indignation over this immorality or that, it it's a joke. It's a farce. So um, I I don't disagree with what you're saying, and I I think your point about the 1930s Germany is is really valid, right? I think it's it's hilarious for all these people to act as if you know I'm, I'm so anti-Nazi. Yeah, right. You're only anti-Nazi now because it's cool and safe and and it's easy to do it. So here's a question based on that same thing. And now we're down a whole different rabbit hole. Kind of tying the two things together, talking about cancel culture, societal change, morality, hearkening back to the last episode. Are, you know, we, those that are more conservative minded, see progressive people as, you know, pushing us off the hill of, the reason and 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 culture and you know civilized society are conservatives virtuous for holding on to the past level of normalcy because it was appropriate or do we simply hold on to past normalcy because it's comfortable and we don't want to change. Yes. All, all of the above. Right. right. I mean, I, mean, it, I, it's, I it's, think there, there needs to be a balance because that's what, that's what personality is. And that's what humanity is. And if you have the right balance, then you can progress in ways that are, that are healthy. Um, and you can, you know, I mean, I think all, all three of us here, if presented with, with enough evidence that we should change our mind on any topic, 
I think we would. So I, I think a, a progressive mind, you know, in a in a space of total conservatism, if they present a good enough argument that maybe we should shift a little bit, then then I think we should. And I think that you know we we have. And and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, and, and as far as being virtuous on stand those things, I think I'm like how how principled are you, and are you doing things out of those you know out of that principled nature, or or are you just kind of going with what suits you because it's more comfortable for you? Um, yeah, and I I think you know it's a it's a you know, it varies from individual to individual. Um, I mean, I think of my own development, of my own political philosophy. Um, I, my my first job out of college was as a political reporter covering the state, the Oklahoma state capitol. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm I'm sitting in committee meetings, watching these issues debated, get debated between Republicans and Democrats, like all day, and then going going back and writing it about it in the evening and so my my views changed a lot because i just i heard all the arguments for any given topic from both sides um but i can you know when i started i was basically like your your garden variety george w bush voting uh republican um but i i couldn't have told you i couldn't have told you why other than just broad stroke stuff like because I'm a Christian and because of, uh, you know, abortion and you know, I didn't believe in communism. Um, but, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think most people have, have kind of rationally built up their worldview from the ground up. Um, and that's, that's really something the church should be, should be impressing upon people, should be actively teaching people, um, as as initiation i mean we we call it apologetics but in the in the early church what we call apologetics was so it was so essential and integral to basic christianity they didn't have a word for it it was just evangelism it was just it was just teaching um but um if we had that we we'd be living in a different civilization a, a much a much better and more enlightened one so it, I mean, even in different facets of life, you know, if you're if you're handed things easily, without that foundation, then it's you're it's easy to lose it or or crumble or change your mind about it because you haven't you haven't invested in it in any kind of way. It's why uh, it, it's funny because we always we always talk about uh, generational wealth, but yet the Forbes list changes every single time one comes out because the you know, the Rockefeller's children are not nearly as driven, innovative, what have you, and they, they squander the money. Yeah. So so if you have a belief or a worldview and it's just handed to you from your parents without the foundation and without you doing work or uh, getting getting deep inside yourself and to study, then then your worldview is, is shallow and light, what Brian's been saying, and then yeah. it can be shattered at any moment, which is which I think is why a lot of these people when challenged on their worldview with just a simple question like hey what do you believe like well you're you're clearly a transphobe because you asked me what a woman is well i mean if that's if that's what shatters your worldview then you don't have a strong enough foundation in what it is that you believe right 
and in yeah, in it shows in it shows in sports, it shows in money, it shows in you know f- family, it shows in discipline yeah. of your children. It shows and, and in- if and if your response to a challenge to your worldview is is the rhetorical of equivalent of an angry monkey hurling feces, you're not a respectable human being. You're you're not you're not. It's I wouldn't even say you're not a grown up. You're not a respectable human being. Um, Stop doing that, people. Learn, learn why you believe what you believe. But, uh, Not a hot take, but a strong take. Right, yeah. No, it's funny, that thing about you saying about Forbes list, Dre. I read a, it was like, it was a Forbes article, and it was talking about, uh, you know, s- startup companies, family or family companies, and that when a company started, they had like a 50% small business success rate. But of companies that do succeed, when they pass it on to the next generation of children, it has like a 75% failure rate because exactly like you said, the kids don't have the same passion that their parents had to, to continue to operate the family business and to run it. You know, dad did it because he loved plumbing or whatever right Right. like general contracting but the kid grew up and was like man i want to go be a drummer in a rock band i don't want to be a plumber his dad's like shut up you're gonna plumb you know and so he plums and he's pissed off and as soon as the old man retires and is out of the picture he just kind of half asses it and the the company falls apart i only go to church because grandma made me Mm -hmm. yeah and this this applies in two big ways to to our society as, as a whole um one you know, when I was a kid, you know, Christians just, pre- they just presumed the cultural right of way in all things. Like if you ask them why they believe this, it was the pearl clutching and the, what you don't. And they, they thought, they thought in terms of America being a Christian country. And so it's just sort of taken for granted that Christians should get their way in things. Uh, we don't have to fight for it. We don't have to argue it on its merits. It's just the right thing to do. So that was assumed. And that's why we kind of lost our 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 cultural ascendancy, because we didn't we didn't make the argument. Um, now, the, the opponents of Christianity are uh, assuming that cultural right of way. Um, <laughs> Just lazy. But also like to that, you know, that plumber's kid who just wants to be a drummer. We we have the people today, th- they think that our way of life is just the default setting of human existence. Like it's just, it's just, they just take it for granted. They don't have any, they don't give any thought to what, uh, what it took to get us here and what it still takes. Like, you know, there's that, that just stop oil group in Europe. You guys have seen these guys? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the name alone is just stop. Just, just cut it out. Just stop the oil. That's uh, your Matt. You're just, d- just don't do it anymore. Like, yeah, just no stop more. oil. Just stop oil. That's what their the name of the group is. And they, they, they go and they throw soup on paintings and exclude okay. themselves, okay, exclude themselves inside museums. Were those those idiot kids up. that almost got decapitated because they went into that? Uh, I guess that chicken coop or whatever. Duck. Yeah. I, the, the no, I think those. I think those were like PETA or vegans. Or yeah, I think something. those were vegan. They were vegan so, people. Pe- vegan. Uh, <laughs> vegan. They were PETA vegans. <laughs> but stopping oil would like it's it's as that's as idiotic as as communism. Like, I think like it's worse. 
um i mean it's 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 kind of, it's part of this it's part of the same continuum of just dumb thinking that you just you don't you don't know how anything in the world works so you think you know the 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 infantile utopia you have in your head where we all where everything runs on renewable energy and nobody has to work um because rich people pay for it all and you're all government house bets um it, it's it's the same level of thoughtlessness i mean and he's again these aren't people who have thought through anything they're these are conditioned attitudes and there are pawns of other people um but yeah anyway so yeah. uh how you can you can die from hypothermia within minutes but if you found some shade and drank some water you could probably live in heat for a long long time so global warming is really not that bad of a thing like more people die from cold than they do from hot yeah. by far everyone should read alex epstein's the moral case for fossil fuels yeah maybe so i did a uh, Michael Schellenberger's uh, Apocalypse Never. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, we should. Yeah, I, I have opinions on this. Um, okay. But we should we should save it for our, uh, when we talk about progressivism. Well, a lot of leftist activism that expresses itself in cancer culture, it's concerned with policing other people's private internal attitudes. Right, right. Like it's not anything they actually do, but they, they decide that. Right like yeah. your and quality of character is for me to assume authority over and control yeah and it's it's you know go ahead it's weird that uh i've never cared if someone was racist like i i don't care as as long as it doesn't affect things or you know you you know uh, won't allow me to do something because of my race or but like if if you're if you don't like me because of the color of my skin, I I really really don't care. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to marry you. I'm not trying to. But once right. you start acting on those feelings or you know assault me due to only that, well now now we have a problem. Well, but I think you'd you care if, if you were assaulted regardless, right? If it was well, if, there's, if, there's if somebody that, walk right? up and just as punches long, you in the face, as long I mean, as he doesn't, as long as this guy doesn't dislike black people, it's cool, right? Do you give a shit what color pants the son of a bitch who shot you was wearing? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like the right. idea, the whole idea of a hate crime. Uh, you know. I just, I, I hear people talk about that, and I just, I, I, I we live in a stupid society that that we have things like hate crimes. Um. Well, it, it's it's funny because you know when people talk about hate not hate crimes, but uh, hate speech, right? right? Like I've said this before in America, hate speech is specifically one of the things that's protected by the second, by the first amendment. Right. I like, would go, I would go even farther and say that in America, hate speech doesn't exist. Well, that's what I mean. That, And I, I, I mean that by saying that's why it's protected by the yeah. first amendment. Like, the First Amendment exists for two reasons. One, to allow citizens to speak about the government any way they feel appropriate. What in the hell just happened? <laughs> Why did That's that happen? That's just you, dog. I don't know. Why did... What the fuck kind of AI <laughs> shit is going on in my... <laughs> I was maybe hoping I'd get a racist thumb, but... Maybe I, I... that's maybe that's our live viewers giving, oh, boy, giving, us, uh, giving us likes. No, it was, it was just, 
Yeah, I saw it. We all saw it. Yeah, we, we saw it. There it is. There it is. It's, it's coming. It's just, I must have a setting in, enabled that allows that to happen. That was, huh. that yeah. threw me, that threw me the fuck off. I was like, <laughs> it turned into, that in. it turned to a Disney cartoon, like, you know, like where they were having like the, right. the, anyway, um, what I was saying is, is uh, first amendment exists one to allow, uh, citizens to talk about the government and two to allow citizens to talk about one another because words can't hurt right like sticks and stones blah 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 um so no i'm with you brian i i don't believe in the concept of hate speech like whatever people call it is just people's feelings being hurt and i don't care about your feelings being hurt like i just don't care um it's funny i I do care about hurting people's feelings i i don't want to do it no i, I don't mean that. me i'm yeah. saying like if i do something if i hurt your feelings or dre's feelings or my wife's feelings or you know uh, somebody that i care about if i hurt your feelings by something i say i'm going to care about that but if some random person got their feelings hurt because some other random person said something like shut up i got well can it and the thing is, but I mean, I think we all have a like a basic reflex of like if somebody's offended by something we did, like you know, we we you know, on on reflex, we 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 apologize. I'm you know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to I didn't yeah. mean any offense yeah. by that. Um the the problem today is that the the left has weaponized that. They've, they've weaponized common decency and decorum against people to get their way. How dare you not call me ma'am? Your words, a, your words are, a... what's the phrase? Your words are literal violence. Yeah. It's um, literally violence. It's literally a hate crime. You, you're yeah, someone that's it's... never been punched in the face. Right. If you say that, you've never been punched in the face and you need and, to be. Uh, it's it's and different. I, and I also hate what we've done with literally. I, I everything else I said I take back. Use misusing the word literally. That's hate speech. It's objectively bad. It's objectively it evil. It is. Uh, that is hate speech. Got stop. It. Stop it's ruining weird. language. But um. But no. I. I. But you know, it's funny, Drew. You made the comment about not caring about the idea of racism, just as a as an abstract thing, and and it. it I think it's a similar one of the things I've I've since probably you're you remember this as long as you've known me is i'm immune to somebody assuming or thinking that i'm racist with anything that i say or do right um i know who i am internally i know i come from a a biracial mixed family of my grandmother being japanese and you know my my dad's family are certainly not white um doesn't make them black but makes them not white and uh I, i i don't have racist thoughts or or motivations and yet i've had people say oh you're racist for saying that or thinking that and my response is you know it's not and you're wrong and i don't really care and i'm immune and then they're they're always confused they're like wait what do you mean you're not you're not bothered by the fact that i just called you a racist and i'm like no because i know i'm not and you're an idiot so go away Um, i I do get bothered by that but you know what i do um it, it I typically get called this in the in the midst of a political discussion, like mm-hmm. based on my my views on immigration that mm-hmm. we should have a border and mm-hmm. not just let everybody in. Um, 
or anything or if, you know if i don't think george floyd was was a saint mm-hmm. and derek chauvin was a was a cold-blooded racist murderer and somebody calls me tells me i'm a racist my immediate response is to is to say well you're a pedophile mm-hmm. and then they're like well how, how dare you what are you what are you talking why am i a pedophile i have exactly as much evidence that you are a pedophile that you have that i'm a racist so if you, if you call me a racist if you want but you're a pedophile yeah. You, you really should. need to try being a self-loathing black man. I'm sure that's got to be the worst. <laughs> it, it's fun. It's, it's got to be. Fun. It's got to be super annoying. And it, it, my favorite is like when white women tell me that I am. Yeah, that's my. That's my favorite. Did you? <laughs> but, did you? Did you see that recent clip of uh, Candace Owen? And uh, this, there's a white guy telling her about right. how bad it is to be black and she was like i love that there's a white man telling me about how i should feel as a black woman she's like what you don't know is there's a bunch of black people behind you rolling their eyes at you right now <laughs> <laughs> and, and she's like why don't you just sit down and shut up and then the crowd goes nuts cheering for her is really funny but yeah it's got to be just beyond frustrating yeah it's, it's tough i mean imagine i think the only thing that might be worse is being what is it a, a a uh, blue lodge republican is that is that what they're called uh, a, a blue lodge i think it's blue lodge or lodge cabin republican or log a log cabin log republican. cabin, log cabin a, republican. A, a, yeah a gay, a gay republican yeah yeah that's got to be and imagine oh yeah being, that's, that's got to be tough and imagine being a black log cabin republican that's uh, got to be that's got to be the worst what's his name rob smith he's a, a podcast or political commentator he yeah. worked for fox for a little while i don't know if he still is there but uh that's I think that's the name of his podcast. Rob Smith is a problem. Cause, <laughs> cause he's he's gay, right? And he's black. Yeah. And, and he's and he's and, conservative. And he's conservative. Not this yeah. warps people's mind. Like, what? Yeah. He's <laughs> they, they, he's our Don Lemon. They they start buff they start buffering. Right. Or or, uh, or the Jew gay guy, uh Dave Rubin. Hmm. I don't, a I don't conservative. Know. I don't know him. Yeah, he was uh he he he's he, a young Turks defector. Okay, got a podcast now. He's uh, he's yeah, in conservative circles. It's it's, it's I, I, and I don't know what I don't know if there's an answer. I don't know if there's a a resolution or a, a happy ending for all of this. Right? It's just it's crazy that it, it just seems to be getting worse and worse and more. There's more and more of it. I remember my son came home one day, and I don't remember the conversation. It was it was a few years ago. It was back when he was still going to school in person, which was before COVID. Um, so it's been a minute and, uh, whatever it was, I said something and the kid said to me, well, that's, you're, you're racist. That's racist. And I said, excuse me. Wait, who said that to you? My my son. And while, and while I said, I don't care what other people say, obviously I care what my son thinks, but what bothered me was, I know he's been, he'd been programmed by something, you know, I said, Oh boy, have a seat. We're, we're going to have us a conversation, you know, like three, three hours later, like I stopped whatever I was doing and we had to sit down and talk it through. And it wasn't about me browbeating him. It was like, Hey, so tell me, tell me hi, how, tell me why, tell me what, tell me who, tell me when, right? Like, and I just kept asking until he didn't, he realized he didn't have an answer. It was just like, well, when people say anything that's remotely related to this space, you're supposed to just say that's racist and not talk about it. And I was like, Oh no. That's not how this works. Um, and, you know, it was a, it was a, it was fine. Um, but he also came home from school one day telling me that, you know, communism is a much, is a, is a vastly superior um, political system. 
And this <laughs> is guys, this you gotta understand, this is what a kid in more Oklahoma. This is in more Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I expect if, this where I live. So if that's right. what a kid in more Oklahoma is being told at school, like what is it like in Massachusetts and California and you know Illinois and, and, and the more blue states? And that same conversation, I was like, oh boy. And that was a dinner conversation. And that one took a while. And that one took days um, because he was really, because also if, for those that don't know, my son is a huge World War II historian kid. He's, he's that guy. That's that he's already picked that path as a man, right? He's going to be that world, the, the, the war buff guy. Right. Um, and so, you know, he had a lot of opinions on previous countries and he plays this, this world war simulation game where you pick the country and then you pick its political system. And then you play the like risk-based, like a risk type game. Yeah. Um, and he loves that. And he plays it all the time. It's like Victoria something, or I don't remember what it's called. So he's into this stuff. And it took like a week of us having this conversation before he finally kind of came through it. Now, my son, true to being raised in my house, uh, at a different point in time, slipped this to our friend Jake. But the difference was, <laughs> the difference was he did it to troll Jake. He had uh, already decided that this wasn't what he believed. Um, Carrie and I were out of town. And, yeah. and Jake had taken Austin to see Midway. Yeah. And I'm getting texts from Jake. What is up with your kid? And I'm like, what do you mean? What's wrong with him? And I think something's wrong because I'm I'm in I'm in Hawaii, and I'm like, what do you what, what's wrong with my son? He's like, he's being Jake was being dramatic, and he's like, he freaking Marxist and this and that, and I just start cracking up laughing. I already know what he's doing, so I text my son. I was like, if you're trolling Jake right now, actively keep going because he's he's texting me, <laughs> and so like we're like doubling we're, we're we're tag teaming Jake on this deal, and it was like I, a, a I, month I, later. I can see Jake. Re responding to this in my head like, he's an animated individual for he sure. is, uh, he, 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 and, he wear, and he wears all of his feelings on his sleeve he's, right, right. He's, he's got buttons you can you, oh they're, yeah they're all they're all like big blinking red begging you to push them yep so J so <laughs> and, jake uh, i know I, I know jake on a hair see, trigger and i know jake will see this show but it, it, jake it, that was all austin doing that man it had to be done um <laughs> you just yeah it, it might come I as guess a surprise. He's your to you. son. It yeah, might come yeah, as a yeah. surprise that I've raised a couple of troll children. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so, so I'll bet the listeners are on the edges of their seats wondering what the hell does any of this have to do with the divine council world? I bet they are. In fact, I'm wondering the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me let me ask this. Uh I mean, churches engage in um, you know, disfellowships and excommunications and all the things depending on you know what church you go to those those all have different meanings and levels of of what they mean um should christians and i i have some thoughts on this but i want to i want to get yours uh, both of you uh, should christians engage in what we what we're defining as as cancel culture and if if they should why and if not why why not i think the short answer is yes I they should think, be engaged in cancel culture. Well, it, to the extent that what is what does that mean, right? Like, okay. what does cancel culture mean? If you're saying if we're putting a pejorative tag on it, then no. If we're going to say that cancel culture is simply a social group using its stated 
morals or values as a way to guide the behavior of the group, then yes. Right. Um, so I guess we'd have to back up and define the phrase to say, what do we mean when we say it? But I mean, within a, within a church community, within a Christian community, they do cancel certain behaviors, right? Like, um, Dungeons and Dragons in the eighties, right? right? There, there was certainly a cancel culture around that. Was it appropriate? <clears throat> no. Was it well-intended? Yes. Right. Um, I, that I think that one specifically, and we were all kind of of that era, right. Um, mm -hmm. was more about, there was a bunch of parents that didn't understand what in the bloody hell their kids were doing. And so rather than really understand what role-playing games were, Right. And, and you and, see and, the writing on the wall, right? Where right. this and, could go. Not right. necessarily like, where it what? is going. Wizardry and demons and dragons and what? No, absolutely not. My child will not participate in this. Right. Like that was that was the smart say I say smart. It was the safe response. Having been that kid and knowing that, you know, there was no risk of me becoming a demon worshiper through this. I don't necessarily think it was the right play, but I understand as an adult why that behavior happened the way that it did. Right. So that's, that's just one like pop culture example of it, but that's, that's my, that's my first response. Brian, what do you think? Um, I think yes and no. Um, I mean, as far as should a church, uh, should churches uphold their own standards? Of course, any group has to do that to stay a group. Um, but I'm trying to I'm trying to think of the, uh, the the best way into this this subject uh, relating it to the, to the divine council worldview um, to just to kind of review what the divine council worldview is. Um, the world is under the domination of malevolent evil forces of malevolent spiritual forces. Malevolent and evil is redundant, but uh, it's really bad. Yeah, there. I mean, there are the. Paul talks about the the spiritual forces of darkness and the he heavenly realms, the 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 gods of the divine council, or call them demons, if you will. They rule over the nations. The point of the Great Commission is for the church to advance upon the world and take take the the nations back to to uh, loyalty to the one true God. Um, so we are at war with these these. Uh, spiritual forces of darkness in the heavenly realms um paul talks about how the the whole world is under the power of the the uh the prince of the power of the air meaning the devil um but um <clears throat> and i think that's what we're seeing in uh in cancel culture um like critical theory as it's is the academic term for most of it it is literally satanic um and if you if you look at what it is critical theory it's 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 essentially just marxism that uh but in, instead of uh it, it it's a it's defined as a as a criticism of power structures is the 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 dry sounding kind of academic description of it um but it basically just divides the world up into oppressed and oppressor class they just they take out bourgeoisie and proletariat and insert in uh white supremacists versus black people 
feminism does it with you know men versus women um the patriarchy is the, is the bourgeoisie in this case and women are are the are the proletariat and it it just it does this with everything and it 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 frames everything in these terms and it it essentially boils down to an accusation of oppression like it it's it's a hammer that they put in people's hands and they send them out to go look for nails um they're told that the world is uh run by white supremacists um their their sense of positive self-regard is predicated on being a crusader in this struggle against the white supremacists um that's why the demand for hate crimes exceeds the, the actual supply and they have to invent them um everything is you know all of the oppression that you read you know the the hoax hate crime that you keep hearing about these things have to be contrived to maintain the narrative but it really only serves to to divide people and make people hate each other and it and it it programs these attitudes where our our very sense of virtue is predicated on playing out this narrative and it's and it is infiltrating the church we, sh we should do another podcast about progressive christianity um because it kind of ties into this but um but if the it, it it exploits the fact that people aren't rational that we don't we don't build our worldviews from from first principles from the ground up. But it's and, called critical theory. That does that imply critical thinking? <laughs> yeah, if only. Um, but I mean, the other you know, another major role of the church and of Christianity. Um, it it's it sees fallen humanity as enslaved to our base natures we're basically the 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 language of uh being bestial and and like animals is used a lot in the new testament um peter talks about uh these false teachers and the people who follow them who are like who are creatures of instinct uh born to be caught and destroyed and paul talks about how their their god is their stomach um they serve only their appetites and and of course the antichrist is described as the beast so the the picture it paints of fall of fallen humanity is that we're we're basically enslaved to our animal nature and the whole point of salvation is to receive a new nature to become fully human fully in the image of God, which means mastering our appetites, mastering, learn, uh, self-mastery is one of the qualities of the divine nature that, that is listed in second Peter that we're to strive to make, uh, strive to add to our faith. But the point of all that Christian discipleship should be about training you and how to transcend your animal nature and be, become fully human initiation into christianity should be learning why christianity is true and building that foundation in reason and evidence and then building your worldview from that foundation it, it, a, a true a, a true christian discipleship should be about learning how to discipline the mind as well as the body and the and the emotions so that you're not susceptible to this kind of brainwashing um so that you're not running on conditioning and if you if you have built your worldview from the ground up using reason and evidence you're you're largely inoculated against that kind of condition um and i i i think the current political climate is uh 
I think it's I think it's the enemies making war upon us and exploiting the fact that the church has failed to do that. And as long as we continue to fail to do that, we're going to be uh, subject to these uh, these forces. Jay, what, what, Jay, what were your thoughts? So my, my thoughts are, and, and maybe we didn't um, we didn't parse out the distinctions between accountability and cancel culture. Uh, I think I think we touched on we many touched of on the it. features. Yeah, we, didn't, we didn't get, but we didn't, you know, we didn't we didn't flesh that out. And I think I think the church version of cancel culture, I think is is accountability vice canceling someone else. I, I think. When it when it extends to, uh, you know, whether or not someone intends to do something, I, th I think I think a lot of the, uh, especially the critical theory, you know, and um, if you if you intend to hurt somebody, then you did, and if you accidentally hurt somebody, then you accidentally did. An apology should be good enough. I think that uh, the cancel culture versus like church accountability is that I think a major distinction is. There's no road to redemption. There's there's That's there's it. none, right? I see what so, you're getting at. I see uh, where where most of the time, if you get canceled, you could get canceled for a tweet you sent ten years ago. Mm -hmm. And 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 I know people's experiences with church are different and have 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 stuff that's different. But um, usually, if you get disfellowshipped or excommunicated, unless you mm -hmm. did something super egregious like. Uh, rape or murder you know something like that and there's there's a path yes, back yes people reports of rape happen in congregations more often than they get covered up i know that's a big thing where churches cover up rape but most of the things that i've heard of in in churches that i've been involved with like they've been excommunicated over things mm. like rape and i just want to get that out there um but uh usually it's it's something that's been going on for a long time and they've been counseled and they've been warned. You know, the pastor's like, hey, check it out. If you keep, you know, conducting this behavior, you're going to end up disfellowshipped. And I think another feature that's different is though that person could become a pariah in the uh, in the congregation, your wife can still have lunch with his wife, right? So the association oftentimes is also different. No, where I, that I, wife I doesn't that. have to virtue signal like hey my husband did this thing and he's been you know disfellowshipped from from this congregation but you know i'm still faithful i'm still married to him so i'm faithful to him still but i can still go to church i can still partake in, in all the things where you know in cancel culture that's not necessarily true so i i think i think the road to redemption and 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 the bubble that it, that it casts around i mean we, i mean we just talked about uh matt and i on the phone earlier today we talked about the, the danny masterson situation uh the actor formerly of that 70s show and netflix the ranch so um you know they were they were basically teenagers when they were doing that show uh and you got guys like ashton kutcher and mila kunis that were friends with him you know so they were asked to give you know a uh you know a character statement at at his trial which they did um but then they got attacked completely because now people are saying, "Hey, you're pro rape." Well, that's that's not true. Their their statement was, "Hey, we don't know that guy. Right? We know our brother Danny, and he's hilarious, and he was our friend." Um, in, in fact, Ashton Kutcher was the producer of the ranch, and 
and he fired him, right? <laughs> I don't know if it was under immense pressure or not, but he's like, hey, you know, love you, bro. Hope everything works out for you, but you got to go. You can't be on this show. And then they they hired Dax Shepard to, to take his place. So I, I think, but, but you know, in review, the road to redemption where, you know, uh, the church will lay out a path for you to be able to come back into the fold where I think if you get canceled on Twitter, no, the inclining is to, to apologize immediately and it never works ever in fact yeah. in fact they find fault in your apology and how you didn't do it right, right. back to that thing we're talking you about you didn't bow down you didn't kowtow to to whatever therefore now you are extra canceled i don't even know what what that is but the church gives you a road back and i think that the yeah. bible gives you a road back um because, well that the important part is god gives us a road back right yeah absolutely yeah I, that's so I, when, as you said that, like, I, I think when you, when you asked the question up front, I was thinking about canceling activities or canceling things, right? Like, so the example that I use with, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, I wasn't suggesting that individual people should have been canceled by the church. I was suggesting that they were canceling that right, area, for sure. area of activity. Um, and I, so I, I, I think to clarify my point, I, after you said your bit, I agree with that, that. I don't think churches should cancel people. Um, I think canceling individuals is dangerous. I think it's dangerous, not just in a church context, but in a social context. And, for all, the, for all the reasons you just said, right? That when is a modern American, a modern American church, even though they, they disfellowship or excommunicate whatever term that they use, when have they tried to destroy their life? When have right. they demanded they've been fired? Right. When have they tried to say, hey, your life livelihood should go away mm-hmm. i mean unless you're like i don't know an only fans or a prostitute they're probably like hey, probably, they don't advocate for it but you know oh, but they don't go out of their way to, to block you from earning a living either right exactly they don't, they, they don't say hey we want to have your website shut down we want to have your accounts frozen it's more of hey what you're doing is we find it to be reprehensible and outside of you know the way that a person should earn their living but therefore you can't be in this space while anymore. you, you can't do that right. and this at the same time while you're, if you ever complete all of that stuff that we don't want you here for, then you're welcome to come right. back. Look at Where like, cancel culture is like, I want you gone. Right. I want you yeah. dead. I want and, you to not have money ever again. And with churches, it's not even really punishment. It's more like if you're, if you're engaging in these behaviors or if you hold these beliefs, you're not, re- we're not on the same page with us. Like that's not, right. It's not even get out. You're not unworthy. It's more like why? Why, why would you, you come? Why would <laughs> you want to well, be in this group? Well, but, if so, so yeah, I'm with you on that, Brian. But I think it's also important that a church. This is Matt's opinion, right? You guys might have a different opinion, but there is no behavior or lifestyle or way of thinking that should cause a church to tell a person they're not welcome in the church unless they're actually being aggressively violent to the people in the church. Not being a deacon or not being a a prayer group leader or a children's you know uh, educator is different than saying you're not welcome to come sit in the pew and 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 take in the service, right? Um, I think that's kind of where that stupid meme about, you know, Jesus sat with prostitutes and 
murderers. And, you know, when I do it at Thanksgiving, I'm making it awkward. Like that's a little bit of an overplayed joke. The point is, is that who needs the church more than people that are broken and doing all of these things that are, that are, that are unholy. Right. In my experience, the people who have been excommunicated to whatever church I belong to at the time were there on Sunday. Now, you know, we weren't supposed to talk to them or whatever, but, but they were there putting in their work. Well, and the whole Assume. not talking to him is a little, that's, that's close to canceling, right? It's like, how, it is. they don't get their road back if you, if you cut them out of the, the fellowship portion of it, because that's supposed to be a part of what the church is. So I think it's a fine line. And I think, it is. I and, I, and I, obviously if, you know, if they abuse different offenses, get different sentences, right? Don't get me wrong. If a right. dude abuses a child while they're at church camp, you probably shouldn't have him in my church anymore. Right, like that's he he should probably you know get destroyed. Right, Right. yeah. So shouldn't be on my planet. So there's (laughs) so so there are there are limits to that. Also, I'm not suggesting that. Oh, it doesn't matter. There's no rules. But like you know, whatever the other thing. I believe in accountability. Yeah, I mean, so like use the OnlyFans, right? So find. Let's say there's a young woman and and she's at a church, and it comes up that you know she's the you know the wife of the youth minister, right? And then everybody finds (laughs) out she's running an OnlyFans. Well, that's going to be problematic. All the teenage kids have, you know, <laughs> uh, there's going to be some, some massive problems, right? And maybe the deacons do. Um, right. But, but like, you can't, I, I, in that kind of a situation, I don't feel like not talking to the young lady is the way to fix that, right? It's more of, you know, if, she, if she has the guts to show back up. Um, then, you know, that's to your point, Dre, like you got to figure out that path back. And, and by the way, it's not well, for the humans in the room to, 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 to say, you know, her salvation is or isn't at risk. And that's the thing I have, that problem I have with excommunication, right? Like uh, not being Catholic, but I understand the way I understand excommunication is that the church is revoking the Holy Spirit and salvation from that person. And I, I, well, I, I find that to be laughable. as if they have the power to do that. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. It, in Catholicism, the, the they they withhold ex, being excommunicated from the church means you're well you're denied mass, and right? You, which you means need, confession, like right, like you, and you have to have like Last they believe rites. you have to have the communion in order to right have the life of Christ in you, and right. and, and like I don't you know I I'm not I'm not Catholic I don't have I don't share their beliefs about what communion is, right? Um, but as far as like you know. It sounds, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it's like, you know, what you're saying about the the hypothetical OnlyFans uh, content creator who's uh, married to the youth pastor and going to the church. It, it sounds like you're, you're presupposing she wants a path back. Yes. She's, yes. Yeah. But I mean, but what about, what if she's just, what if she's defiant? What if she says, even if she, um, even if I'm she is, do this. That's fair. I'm making money. I'm, I feel in, I, I'm empowered in my sexuality and, or whatever e- nonsense e- she e- says. E- even, even if she was defiant or un, <clears throat> non, what's the word I'm looking for? Non-repentant or, you know, didn't, wasn't, didn't feel like it was a bad thing. I would still suggest that allowing her access to the church broadly it's still the right thing because how is she ever going to, how is she ever going to change without that, without the, you know, the, the attention and the love and, and all of those things. I, like, I, I don't, me, I don't to, know, but I think I, I understand what you're saying. And I don't, I, I don't know that, 
banning her from the premises would be my first resort as as the as the pastor or, or an elder but if 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 that's the situation and she's taking part in in the in fellowship and she's socializing with everyone and she's still doing this and she's and she's unapologetic um like it's some there does come a point where it's not your problem anymore whether she's gonna change it's that's up to her that's between her and god agreed but your job it's, especially is, if she's a danger to the, to the congregation right. because well and and that's right. and, 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 yeah. and i maybe picked a bad hypothetical yeah and right? and like, you're right. but it but it's an it's ap, it's applicable no, it's to good. other I, sins yeah. though but like there there comes a point where if you if you let that person continue along you normalize it you just you're that's true which you true. act like unless, that's just unless, normal for christians unless you address it on a regular <laughs> basis amongst the constituency yeah like and i would but if i were the pastor of that church and this became an issue and she and she refused to listen to me she refused to listen to other people she just kept going and and i i do think this is a major problem in churches where we have such a low view of what the christian life is supposed to be that we do normalize a lot of uh, a lot of sins and and we and we have and we're you know, we have this general apathy. I think. Well, I think toward... we norm. I think we normalize all sin. Yeah, um... broadly, broadly speaking, right? And and it's 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 a it's a tough one. I mean, hey, look, there's a reason. Well, there's a couple of reasons why I'm not out running a church. Um, this would be chief among them, right? Like I'm I'm, uninter- I'm uninterested in the the social <laughs> problems that come with trying to make a church operate in today's world. But this also exposes a a, a fact, a, an ugly fact about Christendom itself that, and, and it ties back into the cancel culture thing. It, it really is a, a uh, it, it's an industry. Religion is an industry and it's a consumer's market. Um, meaning if there's a demand for a certain type of church, that's type, the church, of, that's, type yeah. of church, the marketplace is going to supply and that and whatever the whatever the greatest demand is that's going to that's going to set the standard we have this idea that the church as we know it well that's that's god's by god's design god is shaping it and guiding it um god wouldn't let it go astray um i didn't say that in the bible anywhere in fact it 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 constantly warns against mm-hmm. false prophets and and yeah. false teachers and and peter uh in second peter he talks about uh just as there are false prophets among the people, so there will be false teachers among you, and they will who will secretly introduce destructive heresies. And it says they will. the The Greek word is they will emporiosante you with with logoi plastoi, which literally means they will make a business out of you with with plastic words. Um, and I think that I think most English translations have it as they will exploit you with with stories they've made up. But um, but the the point is, um, you know, they're you know we're, we're seeing that play out. We're seeing that church is big business, mm-hmm. and um, if you don't tell people what they want to hear, they'll go to someone who will. And if you harsh their buzz by uh, <laughs> coming down on their on their uh, their sin, they'll just they'll take their business yeah. elsewhere and they'll go find a Jesus that's more accommodating to them. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to Vegas. Yeah, and that's uh, 
and that and that does make churches somewhat susceptible to cancel culture. Um, like that, yeah. Like yeah. there, I think it was uh, uh, some actor, or I think it was. Uh, then they try to cancel Tim Tebow a few years ago because he oh, went yeah. to a he went to a quote unquote homophobic church. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. And he, and I think it was, it might have been, might have been somebody else. But I remember, I remember watching Matt Lauer interview him. That I'm dating this because this is back before Matt Lauer got it was canceled. canceled. <laughs> he kind of had that coming though. He like yeah. that was that was the correct use of cancel culture, I think. Um, sorry, my pet lion's doing something over there. Um, you don't need to hear about it. It's it's awful. She caught a gazelle. It's ugly. But um, yeah, but Matt Lauer was interviewing whoever it was, and, and he he just asked him, "Are you are you a homophobe?" And the guy was falling all over. No, I'm not a homophobe. And that that question that that tactic just makes my blood boil. Well, it's just like um, they they did it to the CEO of Chick Fil A, right? When all that was going on, they they tried they they did that to him. They did it to uh, the Duck Dynasty guys. And they do the same thing with, are you a transphobe or are yeah. you an Islamophobe? Mm-hmm. Like if, if the suggestion is like, it's kind of, it's kind of a mind trick And this week. This kind of ties back to our occult um, podcast where we where I talked about the, uh, how language is used to kind of create reality. Mm-hmm. Um, we have this language that we control people with it, with terms like, you know, transphobe or homophobe, the implication being, well, only somebody with only an unhinged lunatic with mental baggage would have any problem with a a, a grown man with with hairy knuckles and a and a square jaw putting on a mini skirt and and lipstick and a, and a wig and sashaying around with a with an effeminate affect. If you find that off putting. Well, it's because you have mental issues. It's because right. you're the it's because you're the weirdo. Um, and it's like they just kind of rig it that way mm-hmm. so that you're they don't it's to head off any discussion of the actual ideas on their merits. It's just a foregone conclusion that that all like stable, normal people are in are just full-throated, enthusiastically celebrate transgenderism. Or any of the alphabet. Uh, okay, anything, cool. So, in the alphabet group, so, some uh, some writer for like the Atlantic listens to this show, this episode, and here's Brian's last, you know, one minute of of what he said. Oh, we're getting well, canceled, right? Well, no, no. He he wants to he wants to get you on the record, Brian. Are you a homophobe? I reject what's, the what's, premise of the question. That's the correct answer. Okay, very well, and that's what I was getting at. Like, well, how? Yeah, how, I, I, and I'm the same. If you're way. if you're a guy who's asked, you know, if you if you're unlucky enough to be the you know the the guy on the street that gets a, a iPhone in your in your face and get asked these questions, or or you have, I don't know, these guys that are they set up traps and like, do I look like a boy or a girl? Like, <laughs> yeah, why, that that that, re- me, that recent like, one was crazy. And, it, you know, homeboys oh, just he, trying to make pizza. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, just, like, and yeah. and then you know, you know, asked and answered. Right. Why are you trying to police yeah. my brain? My response to that is I'm not playing along. I'm not in your cult. Your rules don't apply to me. I am not accountable to you. Go away. Or right. 
stay here, eat some pizza and be normal, but we're not doing this. You're not, you're not going to impose your, your, you're not going to go around imposing your will on me. Um, so yeah. And now do your worst. Well, and that's the problem is from my perspective is somehow somewhere society decided that that confrontational lunacy is an acceptable social interaction right like that's the that's the part that's weird to me it's 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 so far beyond tolerance or acceptance because you know there's a difference between tolerance and acceptance um but to brian made the comment about the overton window earlier and for anybody that doesn't know what that means it's 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 a a p some you know philosopher named overton and essentially it's 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 the it's the window of what's acceptable within society right and they talk about it sliding left to right and things that were within the overton window in you know the 1950s it slid to the left and slid to the left it's it's continuing to slide and it seems like it's accelerating but my point is or my issue is groups these these fringe groups we'll just say that make it easy for conversation because it's not just the lgbtq it's it's you know racial minorities religious minorities whatever um vegans, they say, they, they, vegans. Ve- crossfitters <laughs> um right they they say they want climate alarmists they want acceptance right they want us to tolerate they want tolerance but what they right. really want is domination of the social discussion um, that's that's my take on it, right? Because that that individual going into this pizzeria and saying, "Do I look like a boy or a girl to you?" And for those who haven't seen the video, the 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 pizza guy just goes, "You look like a man. Pretty sure you're a man, dude." <laughs> and he, and and he the, can't and, stop laughing. And the person is highly offended. They're in a dress. They're wearing makeup. Sounds, you know, voice is clearly that of a, a biological male. It's a, it's just a dude with long hair, right? And and and, and, and he and he says, "Well, how could that be? I'm, I'm I got long hair. I got a dress on. Why do you, why do you think I'm a I'm a I'm a guy?" And the guy's like, "I don't know, but you are." And 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 so the conversation just continues, and then this individual sits there and chastises the pizza maker, and the guy's like, "Bro, I make twelve bucks an hour. Like, go away." <laughs> like is essentially what the guys what the guys saying, but it's it's just it's sad that that anybody thinks that just doing that makes sense. Like imagine going into somebody's job and just accosting them with some absurd question and then, and then just hovering and, and sitting and doubling down on their response. Do I look like a 49ers fan or a Rams fan? Right? Like who cares? I I, I don't don't actually care. Yeah. I don't know you. I won't know you the minute you walk away from me, just go away. Um, and, and that's the part that's weird. And, you know, you know brian was saying you know he refuses to accept the question like i i had vision of you know jabba the hut laughing at luke or you know your jedi mind tricks don't work on me kind of thing (laughs) right like like that's that's that i think would be the right answer to deal with people of any of any fringe uh ideology right that wants to force an ideology on you it's like well why why would you think that i care about what you do in your free time or what goes on in your head like i don't know you I certainly don't care about you. And the minute you stop speaking and walk away, I'll never think about you again. Right. Well, uh, because, the, know, because the crusade is the point though. 
Right. It's, right. It's, but it's mean, back to what I said earlier about we, they, we get see to, it in they, sports. Get a, they get to be a hero, right? right. And, and, you have, and they're safe because they're we, now in the protected class. Guys wouldn't wear the jersey on the on the on the night, right? So it's it's one thing to tolerate, but now you gotta accept. And now we gotta take it a step further and you must participate in our celebration. Except the one team that didn't. When is the World Series? Or the, or the World Series. It yeah. was the Texas yeah. Rangers. Yeah, Brian, I don't know if you're aware of this, Brian, but uh, every team in Major League Baseball played along with, um, uh, what do they call it, Trey? Was it just it's Pride, Gabe, Night. Pride Night? Pride and, Night. And every team did it except the Texas Rangers, and the Texas Rangers won the World Series this year. And they say there's no God. Take that, one, Megan Rapinoe. One might call that, <laughs> one, one might call that based. Right. That's pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah. um it it's kind of like uh like it's i remember asking blm supporters back before uh that fell out of uh fashion um like what do you what do you fell want? out of fashion are you saying black lives no longer matter brian here we go <laughs> um but like when you ask them like well what do you like what do you want no like, what is it um if you uh like, let's just say I agree with everything you're arguing and you you get your, like I, every poly, I, we give you like a blank check to, to carry out all of your policies. What is that going to look like? Um, what are you going to, what's the world look like? What, what, are, what policies are going to change? De what defines this define success, right? Like yeah. that's, that's what, if, yeah, if, like, if you're in a negotiation, you have to have an idea of what it is you want. What what does yeah. a successful end to this negotiation look like? And it was always it was always just this these kind of vague, undefined, unfalsifiable. Well, I want to get rid. Of, I want to I want to end racism. Okay, well you're you're not going to do that. Um, but okay, you have to define it. So what is it? And it's always it's always undefinable. It's always it, it's it's they're hunting they're hunting ghosts. It's always private internal attitudes that they're that they're taking aim at. Um, and it like it it becomes obvious that the activism is the point. It's it's not. There's no. There is no end objective. There's no. There's no. Uh, there's no success that would satisfy them because they they need something to push back against. That's what critical theory is. You have it, it's a hammer. You have to go looking for nails of oppression to hammer in. Um, and it's the same thing with the the trans people. Um, when, when but, the only when the only tool you have is a hammer, <clears throat> everything yeah, is I, a nail. I right? think it's the, I say I think it's the same thing with the Republican Party, right? They're they're constant losers, right? They don't actually want to fix anything. Everyone knows that we are in a big una party, but yeah. yet they still you know they still fundraise on the idea that the evil left have they've uh, they've infiltrated every single institution in America. They 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 own the schools, they own Hollywood, they own all the things that influence you, and only our policies can make that no no longer happen. Well, we had years and years where they owned the you know the Supreme Court, the House, the executive branch, you know the the Senate. You have them all, and nothing changes. Yet the moment that Donald Trump loses in 2020, we're back on that kick. We're just yeah. perpetual mm -hmm. losers, and I, I mean I've even been proposed. To go be a loser, like I was gonna run, I was gonna run for Congress at one, once upon a time in 2018, and uh, I was, I was told, hey, you know, you might, 
uh, you're not our Republican. You're not you're not for us. But you know what you do? You can go run up in Los Angeles and oppose Maxine Waters, the established Democrat in that area. But knowing damn well I'm going to lose. But so they're like, but yeah, but we have a token black man and we can fundraise off that, and uh, and you can keep the proceeds. We can we can just keep this rolling along. This message yeah. brought by Andre Bibbs. Right, and I and I, you know, I uh, did it accept the message. Did I, I endorse this message. You, you approve this. Approve. Approve, approve. I approve the message. message. I blame. Yeah, the or, if, or 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 brought by by friends of Andre, <laughs> the super pack. Yeah. yeah, if <laughs> if uh, if we ever like, if Vivek Ramaswamy ever comes into office and he dismantles the federal government, um, <laughs> your little thumbs up thing came up, um. If in you know, say we also get a federal ban on abortion passed, and you know, basically every, every Republicans won't have anything to campaign on. Um, they they need perpetual you know, both, victimhood, the same both, as the left. Both sides need a boogeyman. They need they need a, right. they need a dragon out there to 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 offer to go slay, or they don't have anything to offer. Um, and that's. That's kind of a problem. It's um, demonic. Is what it well, is. that's well, that's where the whole uniparty thing comes in, right? Like, right. it's it's essentially at least the way I understand the uniparty is the belief that the two parties are actually colluding behind closed doors to ensure that nothing of real substance ever really happens, so that they both have a reason to exist. And to be to be to be fair and accurate, the system is set up. So that uh, the government's not actually supposed to do much, but we have it. it, it but we we're kind of doing it in the wrong direction. Like it's the Democrats. Well, it's, too, it's too late. Like it's too big to fail, right? Well, yeah, and it's it, we're well, we're so addicted to it. We're all a right. bunch of house pets. Like you, if you when you talk about uh, libertarianism and going back to a like the constitutional blueprint of the government everybody gets gets mad though what are you, you going to do with my social security um <laughs> I, I, my roads liqu- liquidate it um we're, we're going to all these people are going to lose jobs yeah if and if if we get rid of the irs that's going to wipe out accountancy um <laughs> but it's uh just I, I i i'm i'm pissed off all the time just thinking about it just how how much of our paycheck they steal so they can maintain this uh mm-hmm. this do nothing well it's not even a do nothing bureaucracy but it, it's it's you know uh, most of the federal agencies shouldn't exist but anyway this is kind of different yeah, we, we, I, we got I, a, a political topic. road I, I love that we started on cancel culture and we're <clears throat> ending on taxation is theft <laughs> this message is approved by matt moore <laughs> i don't believe that taxation is theft on principle Okay, well then it's I, there it is just 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 so my my views aren't out there getting distorted so if if we're ever big enough that media matters pays attention to us i want them to get the to get me right on this i think taxation i think taxation is legitimate um under the just compensation clause um if the government is doing what it's supposed to be doing, you're getting a return on that. That's that's of equal or greater value than what you paid into it. 
taxation is theft the way they do it now because it's often done for purposes of redistribution like people have this idea that that one of the reasons for taxation is so people don't get too rich i've, I've heard uh leftists in academia say that um which is they're that they're basically pro-slavery that's that's all that is they're just uh if you think that the government is supposed to tax rich people so they can redistribute it um, to poor people in the in the form of government programs. You essentially believe in slavery. That's what that's what communism is, um, or socialism, or anything where you don't actually own have have the right to personal property except at the government's permission. Well, you're you're pro theft. That's, and that's or why or I, or when you're compelled to give service and not be compensated appropriately on the backside of it, right yeah um they're basically deciding that they own the fruit of your labor um and it's it's this is the third time we've made an Ayn rand circle back yeah maybe maybe we're the we're the religious ones saint Anne. <laughs> saint Anne. saint Anne the atheist but hey, we, we just we just we just saint her after she's dead, like 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 we're the LDS. Yeah, we baptize her while, yeah, while we she's just, dead. We, she we, we converted her and she's converted right. and, and sainted. I, and now she I knows in, in her disembodied spirit in heaven. I disavow, disavow. that uh, that she is now sainted. You're just pushing all my buttons, man. You're just <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. They're so big. have we have we wrapped this up? Do we I think so? I think we're probably okay. we're probably at the, we, the natural end. I think we solved cancel culture, guys. I think we, we did. did it. Yeah, this is a little bit different than uh, than some of our other shows. Huh? It was a little a little different flow and different conversation, yet much the same. Yeah, nobody uh, nobody got mad. Well, yeah, we're gonna save that for next week. I mean, we'll we'll pick a topic that we hate each other on, and then uh, I don't know. You know. Brian said he didn't think that t taxation was theft, so like I'm. Yeah, I'm I think I'm, I think I'm, might... I'm simmering deep inside, might, but I'm. We might, I'm we might start on that. Uh, well, we uh. As of this recording, uh, we are at 93 subscribers. So we, we get to 100. We, Come on, get, baby. Let's, let's get to 100. And, push the uh, button. It don't cost you anything. Let's push right. it. That, and that's just on YouTube, on our you know our, our Spotify and Apple. We got we have more. Um, but this is fun, and, uh, and we're going to be here next week for sure. So please, uh, if if you like what you what you heard or what you watched, you know, hey, leave leave a comment, uh, leave a review if you're over on Apple or, or Spotify. And, uh, if you, you know. didn't like, leave a review, leave a comment. Uh, our our new uh, one of our frequent flyers in the comment section. Appreciate all that feedback on last week's episode. Also, I I, I made a quick response to one of your statements. Um, you had a longer one. I didn't get a chance to reply to yet, but I will a little bit later. It was actually addressed to, to Brian. So Brian, you need to take a look at it. But uh, uh, okay, he basically agreed with me. So you won't like the comment, but uh, yeah, and that's why we, you know Matt loves it. It's like, hey, this guy's great. Keep following. Keep coming. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a lot of wrong people out there, but but not this guy, right? This guy's right. this guy's great. He's right. based. I've been I've, but, uh, I've been uh I've been I've been baited successfully. I'll, nice. Uh, I'll check uh, it out. So uh stay enlightened, stay curious, and we will catch you next week. God bless. See you guys. Bye bye.